everyone. Welcome to a brand new edition of the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. I'm your co-host, Dominic Vogel, and joining me, as always, is my good friend, Christian Redshaw. Christian, how are you doing today? I am super stoked to be here, Dom. How are you? Awesome. Uh, I, too, am in the stoked category, and I'm looking forward to a conversation uh, today. We're chatting with Bob Gordon from the Canadian Cyber Threat Exchange. I think it's going to be a exhilarating conversation. Really looking forward to it. Uh, we'll take a momentary pause here, and we'll bring Bob aboard. Every day, your business's data holdings grow in complexity and risk. With customer privacy and protection as a top priority, you need to know and trust your data in order to maximize its potential and manage your exposure. Solving this problem with multiple unintegrated solutions only adds to the system's complexity. You need a central automated platform to manage all your company's data risk, compliance, governance, and quality issues. Transforming your data from a potential liability into a valued, trusted asset that will enable you to grow your business with confidence. Introducing Data Sentinel, an all-in-one sensitive data management platform that illuminates the true nature of your organization's data. Natively integrating with all your sources and systems, monitoring, measuring, and remediating to ensure compliance with company policies and evolving data privacy regulations. Protect your business and your customers. Be confident your data is high quality, well-governed, and compliant. Data Sentinel. Trust your data. Bob, thank you so much for joining us on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. How are you doing today? Excellent. Looking forward to it. Uh, I know this is uh, going to be an awesome conversation. Uh, Krishna and I are really excited to speak with you. Uh, we'll start off with maybe just uh, getting to learn a little bit more about you. Wondering if you could indulge us and our listeners and our viewers, telling us a little bit more about the story of Bob Gordon, sort of your career narrative, what's brought you to where you are today. Yeah, happy to do that, Dom. Uh, yeah, my, my function at this point is I'm the strategic advisor at the Canadian Cyber Threat Exchange, or CCTX for short. Uh, and I came to this uh, from a career in the federal government. Uh, I was in the RCMP, then the Canadian Security Intelligence Service, Communication Security Establishment, and then ended up going over to Public Safety Canada, where I was the architect of Canada's first cybersecurity strategy uh, back a while ago. Uh, then stayed on to do a lot of international outreach on behalf of the government uh, to both internationally and to the private sector. And then figured it was about time I went to the private sector. Uh, so additionally went to a company called CGI, uh, a little unknown Canadian company that happens to be the world's fifth largest outsourcing company. Little plug for CGI. Uh, great, great Canadian success story. And then the uh, a group of executives had got together in the private sector to create the Canadian Cyber Threat Exchange. Uh, and I became the executive director or employee number one to set it up. So transitioning from large government departments to a small startup uh, cybersecurity group. Appreciate you sharing that narrative. I would like to dive in, Bob, into cyber risk right now, because that is definitely your wheelhouse. And I'm going to ask you a qualitative and a quantitative question. So the quantitative is on a scale of one to 10, how important is cybersecurity in terms of being an organizational priority for organizations today? And the qualitative one is why? I, I think it's got to be close to, I'm not going to argue it's got to be 10, but it's certainly got to be at the top end of what companies need to be thinking about. Uh, cybersecurity has now become a risk to business operations. This is no longer just a problem for some uh, technical folks in your IT department uh, to go away and solve. These are fundamental issues for businesses. When cyber attacks occur, it affects the operational capability of the business. 
And it doesn't matter what business you do, all businesses today are dealing with with data. Uh, big, small, any sector you want. Every company is now a data business. It could be as simple as employee records or your customer lists or your inventory or, and the list goes on, but all businesses operate on the, on the basis of being able to get access to the data that they need to be, to be operational. And particularly with the increase in ransomware attacks, where companies are no longer able to access that data, when that happens, basically the businesses can't operate. Uh, and so it's either you can't operate or some of the attackers now are going to release that information that they steal and and that becomes an embarrassment uh, to the organization which interrupts your credibility as a good good business partner. Mm. So for your, your customers, they start to look, look elsewhere. So cybersecurity is now got to be something that's at the, on the front table that boards of directors, chief executive officers need to be considering. Uh, very, very well said, Bob. Now, let's dig deeper into that a little bit and look at the cybercrime picture. Could, could you paint a bit of a picture for us in terms of who is the enemy that we're trying to protect ourselves from? Like, who, who are these cyber criminals? What types of attacks are they using? And what is it that they're after? Also, there's a, there's a there's a range. Of, unfortunately, there's a range of attackers uh, that are coming after it. Uh, to start with, it's nation states, other countries that are interested in doing things, the traditional espionage. One of the things that they're doing is stealing our intellectual property. So all the work that companies going in put into creating new products, new services, other countries are interested in stealing that and passing that along to their companies. So their companies get that that step up on you. They haven't had to make the investment you did in developing that intellectual property. So you've got companies doing that, our countries doing that. You've also got countries attacking our critical infrastructure. They want to get in and get a foothold in the event that there's uh, some hostilities. They've got a way to actually get in and disrupt uh, Canada's critical infrastructure capabilities. So that's the one group. The second one are cyber criminals. And cyber criminals have made this into a business. They operate it as a business model. Uh, some of them are very professional. They've got great technical skills. And when they actually run it as a, as a business, they've actually subdivided, subdivided it into various categories. So I'm a, a criminal and I do the original or the initial attack against you. And another uh, criminal will be the one that comes along and actually does the negotiation. So if they demand that you pay a ransom, before you get your, your data back or access to back into your business. Uh, they're the ones that will actually do the negotiation. So they've got a variety of skill sets, and each one of those criminals takes a cut of whatever the money is that they've got from it. And one of the interesting things that's happening is that in some countries, the states are allowing the criminals to operate, providing the criminals do two things. One, they don't attack any of, their, you know, of that nation's citizens. So, so long as you're attacking a foreign country, they're happy with that. And the second thing, when called upon by the intelligence agencies of that or of that country, that the cyber criminals will actually take, undertake operations on their behalf. And the reason countries do that is it gives them what we call plausible deniability. They can say, no, no, that wasn't us. That's, we're, we're a country. We don't do that sort of thing. That's these terrible criminals over here. We've got a problem dealing with them, and we'll try to do something about, about it knowing all along they're not going to do anything with it because they, they're actually enabling that activity to occur. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is we've got 
just uh, cyber cyber hackers that are particularly, uh, we call them hacktivists, that are upset at what you're doing, what your company's doing for social or political political reasons. So it could be uh, they're after you as a as a company that does oil exploration, as an example, because they don't think you should be doing it. So they will attack you for those reasons. So there's a range of, of types of attackers that are coming at it, coming at us. Uh, a lot of them are foreign, uh, based outside Canada, which makes it a problem for our law enforcement to take action against them. Law enforcement is becoming more successful. We've seen over the last year or so some really good uh, examples of where law enforcement has been able to bring some of these criminals uh, before the before the courts. But we're not immune. We we can't uh, sit back and say, okay, it's, it's everybody else that's doing it. Because we've got a lot of Canadians, I should say a lot, there are Canadians that are actually involved in undertaking uh, cyber criminal activities uh, themselves. And we've seen, again, some uh, some indications in the, in the last year on some Canadians who've been arrested because of their involvement in some very large, sophisticated foreign uh, cyber cyber criminal, cyber cyber games, cyber, cyber criminal organizations. Uh, really, really interesting stuff, Bob. We're just going to uh, pause for a quick uh, commercial break here, and we'll be uh, right back here with, with Bob Lord. All data is not created equal. You require a depth and breadth of information on technology assets that increases your credibility, maximizes your effectiveness, and differentiates your service offering. You need to know what's there. Since 2004, Landsweeper has been the world's leading platform for IT, OT, and IoT discovery and inventory. By leveraging multiple proprietary scanning engines, from credential-free device recognition to agent-based discovery and everything in between, Landsweeper allows you to find both known and unknown assets connecting to your customer's network. The data available in Landsweeper's platform allows you to respond to a wide variety of use cases and is completely extensible through data export, our open API, or an OEM model that allows you to leverage our scanning capabilities within your own proprietary solution. When you partner with Landsweeper, the potential is endless. Every day, organizations face the threat of cyber attacks that target privileged accounts. In fact, a staggering 74% of data breaches start with compromised privileged accounts and credentials. Is your organization prepared to defend against these attacks? What if an attacker obtains access to one of your privileged accounts? What if a new admin mistakenly changes the configuration of a server, exposing sensitive information? How do you prove to auditors that all privileged activity in your organization is legitimate and under control? Netrix Privilege Secure is the answer. This complete solution empowers you to slash the risks associated with privileged accounts. You can gain insight into your attack surface by identifying all always-on privileged accounts across your organization, including local admins, service accounts, and scheduled tasks. Replace risky always-on privileges with just-in-time temporary accounts that have just enough access for the task at hand and that are automatically deleted afterward. Prevent breaches and ensure accountability by closely monitoring all privileged activity for suspicious behavior. Prove compliance with strict regulatory requirements with a tamper-proof audit trail of every session. Enforce least privilege by empowering data owners to regularly review access rights to their content and remove any excessive privileges. 
Don't delay. Visit netrix.com slash PAM today to lock down your privileged accounts before they're compromised. And we're back. Uh, Bob, um, just want to continue that, that train of thought, what we were talking about um, just after the, uh, before the break there. Um, I'm curious in terms of if we can look at maybe the Canadian small and mid-sized business landscape right now. Um, what's hitting them the hardest right now when it comes to cyber threats? Is it ransomware? Is it um, phishing? Is it both? Uh, I'm, I'm curious to your thoughts um, on then what we're seeing at the Canadian SMB level. Well, certainly one of the things that, that's hitting a lot of businesses is ransomware attacks. It's a way for the criminals to monetize uh, their cyber their cyber capabilities, and that affects businesses of all sizes and of, of all in all sectors. Uh, what they want to do is put pressure on you to to make that ransomware payment. We've certainly seen in, recently in the in the press some examples of where they're going after hospitals. People say, why would they go after a hospital? Well, it's because a hospital can't afford to be out of out of business. They've got to they've got to keep operational. So there's a huge incentive for uh, for hospitals, as an example, to uh, to make ransomware payments. Not all of them do it, but there's a there's pressure on them to try to try to do that. Uh, and they'll go after small businesses. Uh, again, a small businesses is, is vulnerable because they've got uh, you know they've got data that they can't afford afford to be without, and so they they will go after the small small organizations, uh, organizations as well. And what they get access to us, uh, to our, our data and our money uh, by a variety of means. A ransomware attack is, is one, one way they do it. But phishing attacks where they, where they will send uh, emails to you very, very carefully crafted to look legitimate, to want to get you to click on a link of some kind that's, that's embedded in there. And that link will take you to a malicious website. And that's how they will get inside inside your organization. And things like business email compromise is where they go through and they convince an employee to do something that normally the employee wouldn't do. It's a different procedure, but it's where they get convinced that they're going to be doing something on behalf of the organization that the company they work for will be really pleased that they do that. They may make a payment uh, that they some person they think is the CEO has asked them to make so they can finalize this big deal. Uh, and unknowing to them, is that that payment is actually going to a cyber criminal? So we've seen some some examples of that, and including, and it's not just the private sector. We've seen uh, municipal governments that have been impacted by by uh, business email compromises. So this is something that uh, that just just affects uh, affects the private sector. It affects all all types of business, uh, government, private sector, large, small, in every sector. That's fa- fantastic, Bob. Um, Two last quick, quick questions. Uh, one is, wondering if you could just give a quick synopsis about uh, the CCTX and how organizations could can take advantage of uh, uh, what you guys are doing, and um, then we'll uh, lead into the last question about uh, what you'll be talking about at uh, the Vancouver International Privacy um, and Security Summit. Yeah, happy to do that. I mean, one of the things that that all of us have realized when we're looking at cybersecurity is none of us can do it by ourselves. There's no organization that's big enough, that's got enough money and enough resources to be able to deal with cybersecurity on their own. And with that thought in mind, a group of companies came together to create this CCTX. And we do two things. So this is a private sector initiative, and we do two things. We get cyber threat information that comes in from a variety of sources. Some comes from our member companies. The federal government, through the Canadian Center for Cybersecurity, provide us 
this information. We purchase some information and we deal with some inter international organizations. We bring that information in. We have some analysts produce a variety of reports that we then share back with, with our membership. And what we want to do is make, make those businesses aware of what's the evolving cyber risks, the kinds of things that they can't really do on their own. So that's part of it. The other part of it is we undertake collaboration activity. And that's a critical, critical part, particularly for small and medium-sized businesses. It's an opportunity for professionals to get together, share best practices, share ideas, learn from one another, share examples of things that they're, they're doing. They talk about technical trends. So it's an excellent way to do it. And as a result, we've got about 170, a little over 170 organizations participating from all sectors, big, small, uh, and everything from small construction companies through to all of the major banks participating, the big telcos, and, I can, and the list would go on. So it's, it's a real way for companies to get together to help one another and particularly when you start thinking about supply chains, it's no longer sufficient for a company just to just to protect themselves. They've got to worry about the cyber resilience of all those other companies that keep that in them in business. So that could be the trucking company that, that brings you the raw products in in the morning and takes the finished goods out of the afternoon. If that company gets hit with a cyber attack and they're out of business, that means you're out of business. So this is an opportunity for you to sit together to talk about how can you both work together, share ideas, so both of you stay in business and neither of you are, are negatively impacted by cyber attacks when they come in? That, 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 that's awesome, Bob. Thank you so much. And um, uh, I guess, William, what, what are you most looking forward to at the upcoming VIPS um, um, Summit in, in March? What, what, uh, what type of excitement are you, are you hoping uh, to, to see there? <laughs> well, well, I, well, I think just generally, it's a fabulous conference. This is either my sixth or seventh uh, conference that I, I, I've attended and and they just get better every year and I didn't think they could get better every year because I thought last year's was fabulous but I look at the list of, of speakers that are that are going to be uh, going to be coming up but you know it's not only a couple of months away uh, you know you can't find a list of speakers like that at any other conference and I go to a lot of a lot of conferences this is it's kind of a unique uh, a, a unique crowd and, and it's interesting it's not just the speakers that are coming in, but it's also the audience because you get a, as much at times from the audience as you do from the speakers. And it's that quality of everybody that's participating as speakers or attendees that really makes this and drives this as an excellent, uh, excellent venue. And, it's, and I guess the other part that makes it unique, so there's, there's several parts, but the other one is it's that blending of privacy and security because for a long time, uh, everyone thought, well, privacy is one thing and security is something else. And we've realized over the years that without security, there is no privacy. So this is a really unique opportunity for those two professional groups, those who look after and focus on the, on the privacy issues and those who look at the security issues, to get together, to talk and, and learn from one another and try to ensure that Canada, and, and I say Canada because that's where I'm focused, but internationally because we have international uh, speakers uh, and participants at, the, at this event, that we're all ensuring that all of our privacy and our and our corporate ability is 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 in a robust state relative to cybersecurity and the protection that the Canadians expect from the private sector and governments uh, as as we go forward. And we need that builds the trust in the system, and we need trust in the system because that's how our economy actually operates. Uh, it's an amazing summit, Bob, and uh, we're we're really looking forward to 
to seeing you in March. I hope you have a, a fantastic rest of the day. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. That was a brilliant conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you for allowing me to participate. Thanks, Bob. Be well. Um, and bye-bye. Chris and I will be right back to wrap up today's episode. Join us at the 26th Annual Vancouver International Privacy and Security Summit. Embark on a transformative intellectual journey on guarding privacy, fortifying security, and navigating the AI frontier, where visionaries, experts, and innovators convene to dissect the intricate intersection of cutting-edge artificial intelligence and the critical imperatives of preserving privacy and enhancing security. Through riveting keynote sessions, interactive workshops, and collaborative panels, this event promises to unravel the complexities, challenges, and opportunities that define our digital age. It's a special promo code, CyberSC15. Well, that was a really intriguing conversation with Bob. I uh, thought he covered a lot of ground. Uh, I guess uh, very thorough answers there. Uh, I'm curious to what one of your key uh, takeaways was from that combo. Well, there were so many, Dom. He basically laid out an intro primer uh, cybersecurity course. Uh, he touched on the evolving cyber risk, plausible deniability of organizations that uh, don't maybe follow the Canadian standards, um, supply chain security, among many other things. I thought he, he, he gave some really detailed answers. You know, it was really, you could tell you this, someone who's been in, in the field for a long time. And lives in, lives and breathes. Lives and breathes it. So it was, it was really amazing to get that level of analysis from, from Bob. And we're very grateful uh, that Bob took the time to join us on the podcast today. And uh, as always, we want to extend a special thank you to our loyal listeners and viewers who join us each and every week. And if you are uh, in the Vancouver area or you want to fly to the Vancouver area uh, for the Vancouver International Privacy and Security Summit, uh, our loyal listeners and viewers get a special promo code. It's CyberSC, all lowercase, all one word, CyberSC15, uh, and you'll get a uh, discount uh, on the registration there. CyberSC15. CyberSCCYBERSC15. Um, so uh, be sure to check that out if you want to see uh, Bob uh, speak at the summit there. Um, but um, until next time, be well, be safe, and we'll see you again next time on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast.